You're doing great. You're doing great. Sometimes I lose my track of thought, but you're doing really well. I wasn't expecting this because like, well, I saw your video, so I was expecting this. But when we were first talking, I'm like, oh, shit, this is his personality minimalized, too. <laughs> but now it comes out with the cameras on the lights, camera action. Back in bold. This is Bold Perceptions. Got a great episode today, something I've been wanting to do for a while now. It's about minimalism. I got into this a couple years ago out of necessity when I started traveling a lot, and then it became fun. And then I started translating it into many other parts of my life, and I've been on the hunt to find someone that knows what the hell they're talking about with minimalism. I love throwing on some YouTube videos to learn about many different things. And um, one of those topics is minimalism. And a video that came up was with the man I have on today, Gabe Bolt. Gabe Bolt. Um, you got a great little YouTube channel. The video I saw was the 17 stages of minimalism. You would think minimalist, there'd be less stages. But um, today we're going to get really practical. We're going to talk Minimalism 101, everything you, the listener, need to know. I think in America, it is something that a lot of people would benefit from. Our, our consumeristic, capitalistic, run, 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 work, work, work mindset is great in a lot of aspects, but it can take a hold of you. But if you can internalize and live intentionally with this minimalism, I think it will be very beneficial like it's been beneficial to me. Mr. Bolt, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. And now you're you're in New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's actually nice out right now, which is which is uh, kind of a different for this state. Generally, it's cold, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that that 17 stages of minimalism one. That was like my favorite video that I've ever made. It turned out really well, and like some of it was like kind of tongue in cheek. Like obviously, um, you know, I just kind of made up a bunch of stages. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really interesting video. I think a lot of people go through the exact same process and they don't realize that like, oh, you also have this crisis once you start ditching stuff. And like, there's a lot of things you're like, you don't realize that everybody else is doing the same stuff. CCC. So why the hell did you get into minimalism? What what happened? Traumatic events? Uh, you watched the YouTube <laughs> video? Uh, it was kind of like, it, it was weird. So I don't know how familiar you are with like the fire movement. Um, I was kind of, you're not familiar with that? Okay. Um, so I got into that. It's kind of like financial independence and retire early movement. Um, so that's what I really got into a couple of years ago. I got my first property. I started to teach uh, people all the stuff that I was learning on YouTube. And it kind of comes down to a lot of the same principles as minimalism. And I think it's like a natural shift to go into. Um, but then I was like kind of like experimenting with different stuff. My house is always a wreck. Uh, and then like one week I tried living like Matthew Avella for a week and I made a video out of that. Um, and that kind of like, was like the first taste of like, dang, I had like an extra, like uh, calculated. It was like an extra, like 14 hours worth of work I got done and an extra, like my house was always clean. It was way less stress. And then, uh, you just kind of started going down that path and one thing led to another and I started to see a lot of benefits and I just kind of kept going with it. 
Okay, that fire movement. Now, okay, now it rings a bell. Um, yeah. Now, when we think of those people, the frugal, the fire, <laughs> the minimalist people, it's like get rid of all your shit, eat a banana once a day, <laughs> don't spend any of your money. But I mean, that's a big mindset for the majority of people that uh, start hearing about this, huh? Yeah, I think like especially the frugal living part. That's been a huge part of my life because I uh, like a high school dropout. I never really made much money. Uh, haven't had like great jobs ever. So like it was very important for me to get to where I wanted to get to, which was like retiring by 30, uh, which I kind of like half retired, but I kind of switched from trying to retire to lifestyle design. Um, but anyways, yeah. So like just just the intentional living and, and the being very frugal was a huge, um, really important thing that a lot of people, especially in America, seem to be like, you have money, you should spend money, enjoy your life, everything right now, instant gratification. I'm like, look, if you can just like chill out and save your money and invest it for a couple of years, like your, your life will be amazing. But if you live like nobody else now, you'll live like nobody else later. Uh, most people just aren't willing to make that sacrifice. I think, I don't know. It's, it's the matrix that I mean, getting out of this, this uh, keeping up with the Joneses, obviously. I mean, I always talk about it. It's the best thing about America is our delusional mindset. We live in the bubble, our consumerism on steroids because it made us the number one country in the nation. They listen to our music. They watch our movies. Our money runs a lot of the world. But on the flip side, it comes with a lot of negatives. You know, we were overworked. We're not cultured. We're this, we're that. So how can you keep that American spirit, but, you know, mix in, you know, enjoying life like in uh, um, Italy, you know, you have your aperitivo, you just sit there for two hours and you just relax. Like, you know, the siestas in Spain, like how do you mix in both of these things? But no, I think it's really interesting, this minimalism. Um, like a good example I like to use is, um, you know, coming over to Europe from America. I'm like, oh, my God, do they have this? Do they have that? Oh, my, I need to go. I need a million different choices at the supermarket. Like, this is going to be crazy. And then you learn to live with it. And then you learn to love to, hey, I'm going to go walk downstairs, get my fresh fruit. Okay, on Tuesday, that's when I get my pasta. And another thing is cooking. I'd, I'd never liked cooking before. And then I got into it here because it's more normal and and to, to make your food and to create. And I think it just leads to so many different paths. The, the intentionalism, I mean, I think it went from minimalism and then it started going into intentionalism, like living life, you know, to the fullest in a certain extent. Can you help me explain these thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, like, like minimalism kind of or essentialism even is kind of about finding like what's the the 5%, the 10% of stuff that is super, super important to me. And then how can I eliminate everything else? And for me, like what's important is I absolutely hated the job I was at. Uh, so it was important to get out of that. So I was like, cut out a bunch of stuff so that I could get to that point of where I don't have to have that job anymore. Uh, and then designing like, what's my perfect day look like? And it doesn't involve shopping and all, all this stuff that normal people do going to work. Um, so how can I design my entire lifestyle around doing what's really important to me so like it's i don't know it's kind of weird though as well because you always feel like you have to go and you almost feel guilty for like yeah like you know i i, I get up I, I write for a little bit and then i shoot a video and then i you know i kind of hang out a little bit and uh you know just i don't know it's like a very different lifestyle here so yeah finding what's really important is it's hard to do but it's really fulfilling once you find it that was one of the key things that a lot of these the minimalist people talk about is you know, minimalizing like, hey, what the hell makes you happy? What do you really enjoy? Like really look at your life and figure this shit out. Now, 
give me some practical advice. Do I, do I, after a week, I write down everything I did and then put a, a one, a two, oh, I like this, I didn't like this. How do I figure out what the hell I like? I mean, I don't really, I'm not an expert on that. Like, cause I don't know, people look at YouTubers or whoever you see these idols or not idols, but like these people who present the, the best eight minutes of their week. Um, and it's kind of hard to see that. So I mostly went by what I didn't like to do. Uh, and I tried to eliminate all that stuff. And then I just tried a bunch of different crap. Like I tried like probably almost a dozen different jobs and I realized that I didn't like any of them. And then eventually I found YouTube. So I think it's like trial and error and just trying something. It's like, Hey, you know what? I gave that a decent shot. I tried, it didn't end up working out, moving on to the next thing. And then eventually you find that thing. You're like this, I wouldn't mind doing every day. Like I would like, like, what is that thing that I like almost feel guilty about? Like, Oh, I'm looking forward to Monday morning. I get to do this and that, you know, my weekends get in the way. Um, so that's, I don't know. It's hard to find. I like that. I like that. Finding something that you, you don't like start with that. And I think it leads to more. That is a, a very, very good point. Um, oh, we talk about this all the time with, you know, living bold is, uh, get out of the autopilot mode, go try new shit, go take a salsa class, go to the museum down the street, go take a road trip. And that's where some of these ideas can spark. Cause then your brain's different. It's working different. Chemicals are moving around and you're like, okay, I do enjoy this. And damn, maybe I don't like going to uh, Barney's every Friday night with the same people and getting, you know, drunk. You know what I mean, maybe I should switch it up a little bit. That's a good point. I like that a lot. Find out what you don't like and start at that. So, Talk to me more about this minimalistic journey. So you started off, okay, you didn't like the job, you want to get out of it. And then what does it lead to and, and how do you keep going with it? I mean, kind of like what you what you just kind of talked about is trying different stuff. And I had never picked up a camera before I started YouTube. Um, and I just kind of like really worked on that because I was very passionate about what I was talking about. Um so that kind of helped that grow, which ended up being like the thing that actually like kind of supports me, even though the rentals kind of support me. I'm now I'm on my third house hack. Um, that's kind of what got me started. And then once I actually had time to kind of look at my own life, I started decluttering more stuff. Um, and kind of like once you get the inside done, like by continuously decluttering over and over and over and kind of clearing out your house, you realize that like, hey, I'm a lot less stressed out because everything that you own also owns like a, a part of your mind it's a little bit of stress and as you get rid of stuff and every week you're like donating boxes of stuff you're like dang that like feels so so like therapeutic and you know whatever it is um so it was kind of that and then eventually after you get past that stage of um, doing that you start to look at everything else in your life um once you have a little more mental clarity i think is it's a huge benefit of minimalism is the mental uh, space it creates and you start, uh, you know, realizing, you know, looking at your job, looking at your friends, looking at how you spend your time, stop watching TV, um, just a bunch of different stuff like that. When you, you know, kind of take some time to just say like, does this actually make me happy? And what we do is no, geez. Got a little uh, Vespa flying down the street. I'm currently in <laughs> Ferrara, Italy. I'm in a hotel room. You got the nice setup, Gabe. I'm, I'm uh I'm in the hood, I think, right now. But, hey, great <laughs> points. It's a freaking snowball, 100%. Take the first step. The Fight Club quote is, I mean, that's crazy. When I first watched that movie, I uh, I don't think that's true. You know what I mean? And I started living this kind of life. I'm like, holy shit, that stuff really does, like, there's a space in your brain for all your stuff that you have. 
It's nuts. Like, I don't understand how it works, but it's there. If you have all this crap, it's there in your head. Let's get into some rules here about like decluttering. I, and I, I know the minimalist, a lot of them are like, hey, you don't have to be follow these exact rules, but like some helpful tips about, you know, like if I haven't worn it in six months, I need to get rid of it. Like give me some practical stuff. Sure. I mean, it depends. Like I love rules. Uh, I've done a ton of video on different ones because it's just something that like I like to set up a boundary of like, I just kind of follow this path. And if I follow this path, I know my life is going to go well. So like I always I never hit snooze on my alarm, like different things that always um, kind of help me in my life. So specifically for decluttering, a couple of rules would be, yeah, like the 30, 30, 60, 60, 90, 90, um, whatever it is. If you haven't used it in the past 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and you're not going to use it in the future, you don't think, um, then just get rid of it and see what happens. Another one that's super helpful for me is the 2020 rule. I didn't make all these up. I don't know who made them up. Um, 2020 rule is if it costs less than $20 and you can get it again in uh, less than 20 minutes, then just ditch like whatever it is. Like uh, if, you, if you're like on the edge about throwing something out, you're like, you know, it's like a $5 thing. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people are like, there's this whole, just in case you have like drawers and attics full of stuff that were like, well, if friends come over and they bring their friends and this happens, then I'll need this thing. It's like, does that ever really happen? And if it does happen, can you borrow something? Um, so I think a couple of those rules are super helpful. The one rule that I, it's kind of been like my main rule that I use across tons of areas of my life, uh, is the two minute rule, which is this idea that a habit or whatever you're trying to do, uh, decluttering, going to the gym, it all comes down to that first, uh, two minutes. And if you can say, commit to anything for two minutes, nothing more, uh, nothing less. And you just start that process that's what gets the, the the ball rolling a little bit. Like I'm not going to commit to going to the gym because I feel like I don't feel like going to the gym today. So I, all I'm going to commit to is putting on my shoes, going and sitting in the car. If I want to get out of the car, go back inside. I'm totally fine to do that. But once you're in the car, 98% of the time, you're going to go to the gym. So making really small commitments to things, just decluttering for two minutes at a time. And then that leads to other things. Um, that, that's been a super helpful rule for me that I use like all the time. <clears throat> this happens to a lot of people. You pack the suitcase for um, a vacation and you don't use, you know, 75% of your shit. This is something like, I think last summer I packed a little travel suitcase in my backpack and I lasted the whole damn for three months on the road. It was amazing. I was like, oh my God, I'm shocked. But you learn to like, okay, well, I'm going to wash my socks in the sink. Okay. Hey, I, I like, I like nice clothes so I can go to the vintage store. If I, if I love it, I'm going to buy it. But I have something else to put on. You know, I got uh, washed. And then it, it, it's like, um, how do I explain this? It's like what I was getting to was once you do it, it builds. We've talked about the snowball. But this mindset, this mindset, like so many people do the same thing every time when they go on vacation. They pack that big suitcase and they don't use 75% of it. You know what I mean? How does someone just get over that mindset hurdle to try it out? You know what I mean? Take that first step with decluttering or trying some minimalistic uh, uh, rules? I mean, you you kind of like most people, I think when they start minimalism, there's some type of crisis in their life. Uh, I didn't happen to have that. But for a lot of people, it's like you're just kind of like something needs to change. I am not happy. I have all this crap and I am not happy. Um, so maybe I'll try not having all this crap and seeing if that helps and kind of simplifying your life as much as possible to just go back to kind of like the basics. Like I think uh, Americans see an average of like 10,000 ads a day or something like that. 
like it's some stupid number. So if you can go back to like, I just want to like calmly live my life and not be stressed out all the time. Uh, I think I like eventually have to take that first step and just kind of try it as an experiment. Uh, something that I've done and I've seen other people do is if you're unsure about this whole decluttering thing or you're unsure about getting started, like throw all that stuff that you're thinking about, you know, donating or whatever, put it in a box, put it in a bin in your garage, leave it there for a couple months and then go back and check it out. And you're like, huh, I didn't need any of that stuff that I put in that box. Uh, and then you become a little less emotionally attached to it. People are very emotional with their stuff because it's their stuff that defines them. It's their car, it's their house, it's their their shoes that define them. Um, but once you kind of, uh, you kind of have to experiment and challenge yourself a little bit. And I think that's what leads to it is trying the 30 day minimalist game, trying these different, uh, challenges to start with. I, I've gone on vacations now and I always, uh, my thing is like, I have my backpack. That's all I'm going to bring. I'll figure out a way to, to work around it. And it's never actually been a bad thing. Any of the stuff never regretted anything I decluttered. So it's just taking that first step really. It is, um, crazy like going going back home to america and seeing my family with their storage container of all this shit i'm like we we don't use it i mean what what are you doing i mean you know i told you where my family's in real estate so many different properties a bunch of different shit you got to stage houses you got to do this and that but i'm like you know this is crazy like but the point you made a lot of stuff defines people how do you get out of that mindset where the things around you define you I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, it, it's hard. It's a process. Like uh, I used to have uh, a Mustang, you know, um, I had a couple of them actually. And that was like, you drive that car and people look at you and you know, like you feel a certain way. And then you have your Honda Civic on the other days and like nobody cares. So like, it, it's very easy to get in that trap of like, check out my apartment, check out my this stuff and that stuff. Um, but I think there's a little bit of like a inward, you kind of got to find yourself and take some time to just focus you and realize that you know the house doesn't make you happy the car doesn't make you happy it's your friends your family your time uh drawing whatever it is for you and find those things and then once you find the things that do make or the things that really don't make you happy uh you can kind of cut out the, those other stuff around the edges and just kind of trim in on that so i don't know hard thing to find I got some practical tips for, for that, that question. Um, obviously, we could get really hippie and say, hey, go meditate and go on retreats and go find yourself and la, la, la. But the clearest cut way and the easiest way I know to do right now that will throw you into these kind of mindsets is to travel. Because once you travel, you don't have your shit with you. You know, unless you're bringing a ton of stuff, you don't have your same friends around you. You don't know different places, different people. You're in foreign worlds and you get to figure out kind of who the hell you are, what you like, and figure out what really is inside of you. I mean, it's the most outward, outwardly, fuck, sometimes I can't pronounce things. Because when you're traveling, everything is new and everything, you're outside of your head, right? But in the end, it's defining yourself too. Like you're figuring out all about you and whatnot. Know what I mean? Because you're out of this autopilot rut. You're out of the same old thing every day and your brain just fires differently. Just gonna pause for a second. I'll cut this. I'm just getting a glitch on your end. It's it's I guarantee you it's my Wi-Fi, but um I just want to make uh-huh. sure for the most part it was yeah. There's just I think after I download it, it'll be fine. It's just my end. I'm seeing this shit, you know, but okay. you're doing great. You're doing great. Sometimes I lose my track of thought, but you're doing really well. 
I wasn't expecting this because like, well, I saw your video, so I was expecting this. But when we were first talking, I'm like, oh, shit, this, is his personality minimalized, too? <laughs> but now it comes out with the cameras on, the lights, camera, action. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally more of a quiet person in general. Uh, so, yeah, I try to I try to pick it up a little bit for camera. <laughs> let me um, let me just hold on. Stay on this. I'm going to switch this back to my Wi-Fi and then. Uh, we're just gonna shoot the shit about a couple more things and a nice 30 minute. I mean, we, we dived over in this thing pretty quick. Hold on. Okay, cool. It is always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter. To the woman who has come in, she is shaking her umbrella. And I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos and You hear me good? Yeah. Mr. Bolt, you seem like an educated man. Are there some books that shape this mindset with minimalism or the kind of the lifestyle that you uh, that you have? Yeah. Uh, so there was a couple. I'm more of a audio learner in general. Um, so I've listened to, uh, like, I think I looked at my Audible the other time, and it was like three months worth of like listening time. Um, so I've listened to quite a few, and one of them was Essentialism has been a huge one. Um, for me, just trying to find the 10% of things that are really important. Um, just just are a lot of those principles that are generally more applied to business in essentialism and trying to bring them into your own um, personal life. That's been something that's been really important for me. Have you read that? What do, we, what do you think of the 80-20 rule? I haven't read that book. What do you think of the 80-20 rule? It's the same shit, isn't it? Yeah, pretty similar shit. It's, uh, it, it's kind of more extreme almost like trying to find the the one thing like on your to-do list that is more important than the rest and i think there's definitely 80 20 applies to so much stuff as i've gotten rid of more and more and more stuff in my house i realized that um like it's two years later and i'm still decluttering a couple boxes every few weeks um, and you really don't need all that much stuff to be happy and it seems like the less you have the more happy i am the less stressed i am uh, especially like Stress has been a huge thing, especially in America. Um, that has been one of the biggest benefits I, for me and most people that have experienced uh, minimalism that I've talked to. It's a, a thing that leads to uh, starting minimalism is like you're so all the time. You're trying to do so much stuff all the time. And uh, so saying no has been a huge thing uh, when most people feel like they have to say yes to absolutely everything. Just saying no can be super powerful and super like freeing. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Tibetan monks and all the people that practice meditation. I've been meditating since I was 17. And when you get into a meditative state, it's nothing. You know what I mean? So there's no stuff. Your, your mind should be shut off. And that's like bliss, you know, or you're just, I mean, high as hell on just being, on just living. Like that's what all these, uh, the hippie philosophy you talk about is just, it's just being in the zone and, and free of everything. And and uh, what is it called? Nirvana. You know what I mean? Like they kind of play some same elements, huh? Yeah. I think a lot of people either, I don't know, like uh, one of my favorite quotes is the future never comes. Life is always now. And most people are either looking towards the future as this is going to be once I have that house, that car, this job, once this person leaves, whatever, that'll be something that makes me happy. Or they'll look backwards and say, if it wasn't for that person being such a jerk to me, if I hadn't done whatever to that person like they look back or forward and they never live like right now and that's been uh like 
I don't know. I think a lot of people never even think about it. They never try meditation. They never uh, like, like even start down that journey. And once I kind of did that for myself and I started to realize that, uh, you know, it, it's really important to not be always looking forward, especially uh, with something for me and just actually enjoying my life now, but not by enjoying it by like going out and blowing all my money by enjoying like at every moment while you're waiting in line, while you're in the car, just like, Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm enjoying uh, myself in, in this moment, just by being me, by being present, by listening to the birds, like just the little stuff that I don't think a lot of people ever, you know, take the time just to kind of slow down and just like enjoy your own breath, you know? And if you think about it, the most happiest moments of your life, you know, shooting the shit with your friends, playing cards, you're in the zone, playing a sport, you're traveling in this amazing city, you're having sex, you're in the moment. There's nothing else that matters. You know what I mean? Like you're just boom, you're here. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's the million dollar question is how the hell do we live in the moment? I mean, I think breath work is big, is really big, trying to do things you'd love. Um, and the intentionality thing and uh, just feeling, you know, okay, I'm breathing now and I can feel like some of my hairs on my arms standing up because you're so smart, Mr. Bolton. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just be trying to get into the present. Do you have any tips of how to get into the present? I mean, like I'm not an expert on that, but for me, it's when I get into a creative uh, zone, like like editing videos, especially for whatever reason is something I really like to do. So if you can actually find your way by, especially shutting off my phone, I have a, I don't know where it is. Uh, I have a, oh, it's right there. Uh, my box that I put this in and I'll like lock my phone away for three hours, five hours, whatever it is. And just be just just doing that alone can really help you get into the zone when you're forced to do it. You you kill your Wi-Fi, you shut off your phone. And now you're like, OK, I have nothing to do but to write or do, uh, you know, whatever I'm trying to do. Uh, and, and that has been something that's really helpful. Another thing is natural movement um, is going out in nature without obviously phones and all that. And just uh, being really intentional about like, if you're walking fast through a trail or you're climbing big rocks or you're doing stuff that we were uh, like, we were supposed to be doing, that's what we're built for. And if, if you go back to doing some of that stuff, you realize that you're like, I just walked, you know, a couple hundred yards through the woods, climbing stuff. And I didn't think, and then you just realize you're like, Hey, I, I just, I didn't, well, wasn't thinking it's by physical movement. Uh, I get that a lot from sports, but also just from like, uh, you know, hiking or, or doing whatever. Sometimes a lot of uh, just doing very basic things can be like, holy crap, like I feel amazing after that, you know, and it doesn't actually take all the work of like, all right, let's sit down. Let's uh, try not to think. Let's breathe. Uh, some people find that hard, but if you have to be present so that you don't kill yourself, uh, you know, doing whatever, I think that that's also been something that really helps me. You brought up a great point is the phone. That's, probably the number one enemy to the minimalist essentialism i mean yeah it's amazing there's it's it's uh, pandora's box it literally is pandora's box we can do anything on this thing we can do business we can you know message people the facetime but i mean this is what takes us out of the present moment i mean how what's some minimalism ideas for this phone i know we have the time thing now on the iphones where this it tells you how much time and you can lock it but i like your idea where you shut the the phone and the the safe I remember when I was 19 years old, my phone broke and I couldn't like get a new one for like a couple of days. And then after like a couple of days, it sucked. I was like, oh, you try to check my phone, this and that. And after like three days, I'm like, oh my God, I'm free. I'm, I feel really, really free. I'm like, I, I'm going to wait. I waited like a week and a half and it was amazing. 
It was really amazing. Now, I need to add this. Should I delete all my apps? Should I delete all my contacts? How do I minimize my phone? I don't know, man, because I've done that. I've I've struggled with my phone. I still do. And I did the exact same thing where I broke my phone once and then it didn't come in. I'm like, oh, I do not want to go back to it. Um, but I have to for work. So it really sucks because it's like it's like the, the phone, the camera, the laptop. That's what I that's what I do for a living. Um, but on the other hand, it's so addictive. There's, you know, people whose entire livelihood is just to try to get you to spend 10 seconds more of, a, you know, a, a day on your phone. It's so bad. So. I've tried deleting apps. Like I'll delete Instagram uh, and download it a couple times a week just to post stuff or whatever, uh, and along with Facebook and everything else. But it's it's really addictive. Just the the you know scrolling down on your your Gmail or whatever it is to get the you know the fresh feed. It's just like a dopamine high every time you realize that, that like, is that is programmed oh, crazy. Yeah, they purposely do that. The slot machine. You know what I mean? Like that is it's made to do that. Yeah, I think there was, I forget what the name of the book was, but it was simply about like how everything is designed to be like a, a game to play with your subconscious and just to get you to spend more time on there. It's like, oh, dopamine high. That's why everything, Facebook, Instagram, everything, you can always uh, refresh it and see what comes up next. And it's like, yeah, playing the slot machine, like you said. So that's really hard to do. For me, I until I find out how to do this, I might go to a flip phone now that I've kind of like uh, changed it a little bit where I don't have to be on my phone as much because I stopped doing, uh, I was running Airbnb for a while, so I had to always be on my phone. Uh, but now I've kind of got out of that. I might go down to a flip phone or I just lock it away uh, like in a timed box where I have no access to it for multiple hours a day. And just to kind of like break the cycle. Um, I don't know, it's a really big challenge. Um, the other co-host, George, he does a really good thing where he doesn't look at his phone, I think till maybe like 10 a.m. So he's yeah. got like a full, nice morning of clear ahead, his own thoughts. Because people, they consciously know um, how much this is programming you. And they think, okay, because I consciously know I can, oh, I won't let it program me. You know, all the advertisements and all this, but subconsciously doesn't freaking matter. It don't matter what you think with your brain right now, me and you, this thing is programming you. Like it is deadly. It's, it is Pandora's box and it's it's scary it's very scary i mean the whole lottery thing the slot machine where you do the the facebook you do you know refresh it that was in that social uh dilemma on netflix yeah. that was really popular about a year ago and everyone was worried about it and talking about it now we just go right back to to because it is dopamine that this thing floods you with dopamine that's another thing too dopamine detoxes that's in the minimalism i haven't tried that i've heard about it a couple times have you tried that um, well, here's something I don't do. I, I stopped, uh, masturbating for, um, almost, it's almost four years now. And that was, it's called no fat movement that has to deal with a lot of this kind of stuff because the extreme yeah. brain blast that comes with the, the release and all that stuff. And, um, that was amazing. That totally changed my life, but I've never had a real dopamine detox. I think you need to do everything and just sit in your room and maybe do some working out. They say don't even work out sometimes. Like just literally do nothing. I'm to that enough to like have it a have an opinion about that, honestly. Um but yeah, I think it's something <laughs> Next yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think um Definitely look in the dopamine detox on the YouTubes and stuff like that. And I mean, don't eat so much candy and anything that it's like, it's like this, you know what I mean? Your dopamine just starts going like a freaking roller coaster. And, and it's not like, 
you know, if you're taking drugs and you stay high, high, you know, you have the crash, like your dopamine, it's very hard to just say, Hey, I'm going to make it, keep it up here forever. Like you're kind of limited with that way you can do. So anything that's spiking the dopamine that might not be healthy, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot with food, trying to make sure that I'm very cautious about like I, I pretty much cut out sugar for the past uh, couple of year year or so. So that's been something that's really been helping me. Like, I guess it's a different way. I didn't really go for the dopamine. But yeah, being very conscious about how you spend your time and what you put in your body. See, this is what I love, though. This this minimalism thing, it evolves. It goes from we're talking about the suitcase to you know, <laughs> masturbation. Like that's, that's, the, that's what this happens though. I'm telling you, like I, my life is, it's been a huge thing getting into this minimalism because I, I live so much more intentionally. And that's obviously the 17 stages and, and everything you're talking about is if you start this, this snowball, the things it leads to where the places it goes, like, it's not just about throwing out those five dresses in your, in your closet. You know what I mean? It goes way deeper. Yeah, that's what I kind of talked about a, a couple of different times is uh, there's uh, a couple of things. Actually, I looked back at my life and it was because I read one book and that led me to a couple other books, which led me to some podcasts and different things. And that's what started, you know, the buying the real estate, which turned me into the fire movement, which turned into minimalism, which turned into, uh, you know, all this other stuff. So it's really a journey and you're just committing to like just trying to like better yourself, like, a, you know, a quarter or percent every day, just trying to learn one new thing. It's just uh, building habits that are really good for you. And that's what I think, uh, you know, like minimalism, the fire movement, the whole thing is about like, everybody wants to get better as a person, but it doesn't happen with, by going ham for a week, uh, or, you know, doing whatever it's about, okay, can you consistently go to the gym two, three times a week for five years instead of going crazy for 30, 60 days, and then you quit cause it's too hard. Um, so I think it's about the long-term approach and enjoying the journey and realizing that it is a journey, uh, has been I don't know. I think that's what it's about. That message is really prevalent in the book, The Power of Habit. Have you read that book? Long time ago. I don't remember. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great read for, for you listeners to, to get the ball started. And it is. We're, we're, we're creatures of habit, and they pretty much shape everything. All those little actions build up. And like you said, you read one book, and you listen to one podcast, and I'll, now you're, you're a YouTuber with four homes, and you don't eat sugar anymore. I mean, Jesus, you're a robot. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I don't know. It seems that way. I definitely have a lot of struggles, obviously, still. Um, but yeah, it's just, just the, just going for it, man. A lot of people are scared to, like, I, I know you're into uh, real estate. A lot of people are horrified of being a landlord, um, or they're horrified of donating their stuff for whatever reason. It's like, dude, this is the stuff that sets you free. It's, it's the stuff you're scared of, uh, that can really change your life. And I don't know. Nobody wants to, to actually take the jump to try to go outside of the box like i don't know i just mostly if people are going in one direction i just like well that's probably not the right way to go let's let's just try something else and, and generally that's worked out for me so far um you're lucky you got this amazing youtube channel because if you were just uh just a landlord everyone hates you landlords are public enemy number number one in, in america but you got this youtube channel to make up for it huh i guess so well, i don't get that like everybody hates like landlords but they don't hate like like people who sell them groceries like it's the same thing you're providing housing for people you're like you don't just go in and say like like rent strike but you don't go in like oh we're we're deciding that we're just getting free food from now on like okay like some landlords are complete losers but some everybody's are complete losers like i actually like provide jobs for people provide housing 
you know, I actually like, try to give them a decent place to live. I put every dollar, like I- I've taken all of my life savings, all of my work and bet it all on getting a property multiple times now. So I don't see why that makes you a bad person. Like I get it. There are bad. Jeez, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a lot of those, those bad landlords were nice, uh, nice little landlords back in the day and they got slapped in the face one too many times. But anyways, that's a topic for another day. Mr. Mr. Boltz. Um, I love your videos. Um, thank you for coming on. Pitch all your stuff. What do you got coming on in the future? I mean, are you doing more projects? What's going on? Uh, just doing YouTube. Um, I haven't pulled yet, but I also have a show with Rocket Mortgage that I'm hosting. Uh, Rocket Learn. So those are pretty much my two main things that I have going on now. Gabe Bolt on YouTube. If you want to check that out, new videos every week. Uh, that's all I got. Fantastic. Make sure to check that out. Um, I mean, is there any chance? I know you're a busy man, but if someone is really interested in this minimalism and has a question, they can shoot you a message on Instagram. You get back to them. Yeah, I, I pretty much answer everybody, but I'm only on there like a couple times a week. So, uh, yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram, Gabe.Bolt. Uh, if you have any questions, I think I've answered every like almost every comment on YouTube and almost every uh, message on Instagram. So. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much. Remember to live intentionally. Get the ball rolling. Any final words? No, that's it. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a great time. the bells of